In this episode, we look at the Facebook downtime and what the African technology space should learn from it. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am with Adon. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at with Adon. Facebook acknowledged that its users around the world again had problems accessing its services for hours due to a tweak to its system, just days after a massive outage caused in a similar fashion. Those two outages across Facebook and sibling sites, Instagram and WhatsApp, and Oculus have had ripple effects. Japheth Kawanguzi, team lead at the Innovation Village based in Uganda, says the downtime gave us a glimpse into how powerful a tool technology has become in our daily lives. It's interesting and it has a couple of perspectives. First of all, it is one of the, you know, people call it the greatest reset for mental health. You know, uh, when your teenager, your young person, young people don't have to be on Instagram or Facebook to get that influence of what it does to them. Um, that has Facebook has been accused of. Uh, in fact, that's what uh, the whistleblower was talking about, the impact of these platforms to young people. So, you know, that forced take a rest, get off socials, uh, think about your life away from the impact because you're always on, on, on the phone anyway on that. So it was a great reset for mental health and for people to reflect on, uh, you know, what does a world without them look like? And then, of course, like you saw, there was lots of money lost. Facebook's Zuckerberg own um, net worth, you know, reduced by about $7 billion just in a space of hours because of, uh, you know, that. And it goes on to affect, you know, investor confidence. Uh, what happens if it happens again? Uh, is the sign of things getting worse or what are we, not, what are we taking, you know, complacent and not looking at. Um, uh, and, you know, and of course all the small businesses that have come to depend on, on the platforms to make money, whether it's payments, you know, marketing, uh, reaching their customers, communicating with their customers, you know, they were also blacked out as a result. So looking at it, you know, in that context, for me, it's uh, technology. It's a biggest, what happened was uh, an indication of the transformational role of technology to enable lives, communication, people, and business. You know, that's, that's the power you know, of technology, how much it affects our lives, uh, how much it facilitates our lives. That's the power. No, and that's the power a lot of us in Africa, in Uganda, haven't come to fully appreciate the impact of technology can have in transforming our communities. That if a company that was started by a guy from a university, you know, dorm can grow to become, you know, the biggest company in the world, you know, can grow to sit the US Senate you know, to be questioned whether they're too big, can grow to touch billions of people's lives positively and negatively, then that's the real power of innovation and technology. And that's the real opportunity now, even for, for us in, uh, in, in Uganda, in Africa, in terms of how do we begin to build 
in context of the all the lives we can change and reach and impact if we build really impactful technology you know solutions uh and and for me that's what brings me to life you know someone can out there in the world can build something it can go and change the world touch lives so if someone else out there can do it you know, why aren't we doing it or how do we create processes to begin doing it Kawanguzi adds that the downtime should act as a wake up call for companies in Africa to review their systems. So I wouldn't look at it as building independently. I'd look at it as a check of what could go wrong, you know, and then building with a mindset of what could go wrong such that you're able to, you know, have a backup in case something went wrong. Also in the context of if a company like Facebook can have downtime, can go dark, right? Who are you in Uganda? as a simple bank as a simple company that make that you think you can't be affected by the same same problem so I look at it from the context of not independent but what lessons can we draw from it to strengthen systems strengthen protection whether it's data and people as we build Kawanguzi also speaks about the too big to fail stature of companies like Facebook He says there's an opportunity for African governments to use this to look at how to harness opportunities that come with scaling up ICT and interconnecting it with all the other sectors across their economies. You know, they're actually too big to fail. I, I believe that in terms of they have mastered the art of reinvention, you know, constantly, you know, killing their best. Uh, if, if you see There was a, a time in the technology trend where a company was believed to be too big to fail and it did fail you know think of Kodak think of uh, you know uh, Nokia and all of those companies and they did fail right um, because of that constant reinvention discovery uh, leading at the edge of of, of, of technology um, I think uh, you know it's Amazon you know the CEO who was believing that everything they're doing uh, if he's reporting results for the next for this quarter you know he, they should be two or three year ahead years ahead of the you know of uh, of uh, of uh, of, uh, of the market so the the mastering of the art of um, of reinvention of innovating of acquiring you know anyone that puts up their hands to challenge uh, has 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 created that you know that too big to fail uh, mentality um, which you know they are also keen to you know to to maintain and they're leading at that front but i think for me looking at it that from that context then it's it's always that what can we do about it how can we change our own fortunes our own opportunities solve our own problems learning from from lessons from that because if you look at just the age distribution across the world you know beginning from Uganda where the youngest continent so how do we inspire our young people to be problem solvers by building companies that you no know, courts too big to fail how do we inspire our government to see the wave of opportunity that technology is bringing to integrate it as you know critical to the policies that ICT doesn't mean a desktop computer and a kid being told Microsoft Office ICT means improved service delivery ICT means you know, new jobs ICT means you know and ICT in a country like ours which has already been looked at as the most entrepreneurial country 
can be a powerful tool to go further to tap into that entrepreneurship and you know direct it to you know productive you know socio economic transformation the government likes to say you know so i see the opportunity to in what it means to anyone building out there you know to remain focused motivated on the fact that what you're building matters and it can go on to matter beyond your wildest imaginations cyber security is not an african thing it's a uh, the next battle frontier for you know security in terms of even life or death so yes we should take it you know very seriously and invest in it create awareness for organizations and what that means you know to businesses on a on a daily you know we're all aware of how many banks have been hacked and you know because of you know leakages here and there uh i think it's the next frontier of where organizations will grow or die if we're not careful that was kawanguzi japeth team lead at the innovation village in kampala uganda A quick review of the other stories that are making it into the podcast. Most of the world's nations have signed up a historic deal to ensure big companies pay a fair share of tax. Some 136 countries agreed to enforce a corporate tax rate of at least 15% as well as a fairer system of taxing profits where they're earned. It it follows concerns that multinational companies were rerouting their profits through low tax jurisdictions countries including Ireland had opposed the deal but have now agreed to the policy the uk chancellor rishi sunak said the deal would upgrade the global tax system for modern age the organization for economic cooperation and development an intergovernmental organization has led talks on the minimum rate for a decade it said the deal would bring an extra 150 billion dollars of tax a year bolstering economies as they recover from covid yet it also said it did not seek to eliminate tax competition between countries only to limit it the flow under corporate tax will come in from 2023 countries will also have more scope to tax multinational companies operating within their borders even if they do not have a physical presence MTN surpassed Joburg rival Vodacom to reclaim the position of Africa's biggest wireless carrier by value. MTN's share price has increased by 141% this year to deliver a market capitalization of just over 18 billion dollars. Nigeria plans to spend about 39.7 billion dollars next year, almost 18% more. than initially proposed in their national budget that could result into a budget deficit equivalent to 3.4% of gross domestic product. And a quick look at our markets. Centum Investment Group has shut down its shared services division as part of its cost-cutting plan which will see staff members sent home. Centum Chief Executive James Moria said the affected workers would be fairly remunerated. He said the layoffs came about after Functions of its arm, the Centum Business Solutions were devolved into its subsidiaries, a move that would see the parent firm save up to 150 million Kenya shillings in costs. The firm said its business units have now attained full operational autonomy. Centum listed finance, tax, legal, internal audit, risk management, information technology, and company secretarial as some of the functions under CBS 
that were transported to other units. Centum has been restructuring its operations to enable subsidiaries to borrow on their own without relying on the parent company to arrange or guarantee the obligations. And a look at what's coming up this week, October 11th. That is today. South Africa Business Confidence Data will be out for the months of August and September. The next day, South Africa will also be releasing the mining and manufacturing production data for August. October 13th, our eyes will be peeled for Ghana September inflation figures and also South Africa August retail sales figures. October 14th, Uganda interest rates decision will be released by the Central Bank of Uganda and also Namibia will be releasing their September inflation figures. And October 15th, we will also be looking at Nigeria's September inflation figures. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at With the Dog.